Parental discretion advised. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Geo's Passion, where some of the names have been changed to protect the innocent and not so innocent. Enjoy the ride. What's up, Geo's Passion Posse, GPP in the place to be. I'm bringing you this podcast from my GPP studios in Tampa, Florida. Welcome to Geo's Passion. My name is Jack and I am your host. Well, I must say that everything is going well with the website, geospassion.com. I've, have a, I've had a couple of you uh, sign up for the uh, to be a subscriber so that um, as soon as podcast episodes come out or any other information of Geo's Passion, the GPP, Geo's Passion Posse. Um, you are informed. Uh, again, don't forget, if you have a good story or something like that, or something like that, just reach out to me and let me know what's up, all right? Um, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff going on, and uh, I'm going to talk to you about it because <sighs> you know how life is. So it's time for you to wake up, or is it really time for you to wake up? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Victoria's Secret is now going broke due to their stupid wokeism. <laughs> Woo! Let's go! They canceled the Angels Runway show, which I used to enjoy. Each year around the holidays, I was like, yeah, let's see what's up, what's up. Then they had Megan Rapinoe. Rapinoe. I don't know how you pronounce it. She became the ambassador of Victoria's Secret. Um, if you don't know who Megan Rapinoe is, she's the short purple haired lesbian who kneeled during the national anthem. She hates America and she now sucks in her game of soccer. And the reason why I say that is because last year after her team was beat and took the bronze medal at the Tokyo Olympics, everybody was waiting for them to win the gold. They took the bronze but this week, the New York Post reported shares of Victoria's Secret tumbled. Tumbled. They tumbled Wednesday after the lingerie giant said it was laying off 160 management employees at its Ohio headquarters. The fired workers in the quote-unquote management roles represented 5% of Victoria's Secret home of Victoria's Secret's home office headcount. And... Um, they said they're going to save about $40 million, $40 million, which to a company like Victoria's Secret who makes billions, it might not be a lot. It might be a little bit of a bucket drip, drip, drip. So the shares fell 4.3% to $26.80 on Wednesday and closed at about $33.28 on Friday, July 22nd, 2022. The stock, also the stock Timble, Timble, symbol VSCO, has gone from $74.77 on August 13, 2021, to the now $33.28. So it has gone down. It has tanked. Um, Victoria's Secret was split off a year ago from L Brands. For those of you who uh, might remember, if you follow the, um, the case with, um, oh my gosh, the guy, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. There we go. It took me a minute. Um, Jeffrey Epstein was friends with the L Brands uh, owner. And um, there was a whole bunch of controversy about how Epstein was around the young, young ladies. 
um, even though he was a pervert and uh, had a lot of money. So there was a lot of controversy there. There's, uh, I'm sure, Netflix specials on things like that. But, um, yeah, it was split off from L Brands. L Brands also owned Bath and Body Works. Uh, there was a big, big, big brand redo. And uh, Victoria's Secret um, was like, hey, you know what? Let's change it. Let's get woke. Um, and as we can see, it hasn't worked. As a matter of fact, it even has hurt the brand, as you can tell by the stock. Um, things have gone down. They've lost money. And uh, the turnaround no longer uses the famous angels. What? My angels. Where are my angels? Where are my angels? What the heck was that? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the angels are out. All right, because people said that the angels were sexist and didn't include everybody. What? Woke, ugly, out of shape, and unsexy people? They're trying to tell Victoria's Secret and the angels that they um, don't match everybody? Okay, well, if you're ugly and out of shape and... You're okay. I can understand that. So, but now Victoria's Secret has gone like the other way. Um, instead, it offers plus sizes, plus sizes for bigger women, you know, BBWs, um, and features plus size models in its marketing as well as selling mastectomy bras for the first time. I've never heard of mastectomy bras. Um, and I guess they're selling it now to, you know, to, en to enhance the woman who's had a mastectomy, which I can understand that. But Victoria's Secret wasn't about that. Victoria's Secret wasn't about the whole, you know, woke and, and the mastectomy bras and the plus size and stuff like that. There's brands for that. And I'm going to get into that shortly and you'll, you'll see. Um, in my opinion, this is bad. Okay. Um, and as we can see, the consumerism, it's bad also because um, this Victoria's Secret reset or or change of, of the way they do things is as bad as Aunt Jemima pancakes, okay? You got rid of Aunt Jemima pancakes and you rebranded it Pearl Milling Company, which I had to Google. Um, and I found out that Pearl Milling Company is the original name of the company um, that made Aunt Jemima pancakes, okay? So their, their name recognition... Pearl Milling Company. Nobody knows who the hell they are, but everybody knows Aunt Jemima. Everybody knows, um, I was going to say Big Ben. Uh, what do you call this thing? Uh, Uncle Ben's. It's no longer there. You know, um, it, it's, it's the Indians, the Cleveland Indians, the baseball team, now called the Cleveland Guardians. Every time I hear the name, I think about the movie Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. I don't think about a baseball team. I think about a movie. So if wokeism is real, and this is this is where this is where I'm going to, um, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I'm always saying that. Oh, Shayla. Ah. Um, if wokeism is real, we should protest the Secaucus, New Jersey based plus size clothing chain. Ashley Stewart. Ashley Stewart. Plus size clothing chain. All right. I think Ashley Stewart is out of touch with normal women. Normal women, all right, and what normal women want. Ashley Stewart, if you, here, here we go with the wokeism. Ashley Stewart is for plus-size women. So if you want to be woke, then Ashley Stewart should have skinnier models in lingerie for non-plus-size women, okay? So, yeah, it's okay to be a plus-size woman and to be featured in Victoria's Secret and stuff like that. Okay, that's fine. You want to play the game? So let's play the game, too. So let's go to Ashley Stewart. And Ashley Stewart, let's get some skinny models, okay, and some lingerie for skinny women 
not, not so much skinny women, but like normal size, not plus size, normal size women. But Ashley Stewart, hmm, yeah, hmm, right. Won't do that probably. Um, you see how things work? This is the rabbit hole. You end up going down and you try to please a little bit of the people. Then, you know, the other group of people get left out. You probably won't see the change in Ashley Stewart because the wokeism only goes one way. And it's true. I've seen it. All right. It goes one way. Um, and that is the way of the people who are jealous of those intelligent, multi-speaking Victoria's Secret models who are now unemployed and replaced by people that don't work hard to keep their physique or don't give the impression of sexiness. At least not to me. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, in, in, in your role and in the way you live and stuff like that. And I'm not skinny. You know, I eat, I enjoy myself and stuff like that. But I'm also not a, uh, you know, Calvin Klein model, Victoria's Secret model. I'm nothing like that. You understand? But if I wanted to be, then I would have to work hard and do whatever, whatever. All right. And there's, there's clothes out there. There's women who wear Victoria's Secret who are not, you know, uh, toothpicks. There's some that, you know, that, that are, you know, juicy, thick, or whatever you want to call them, but are not over big, uh, overweight, obese, or, you know, BBW. So, you know, I mean, there are clothes in Victoria's Secret. There are lingerie. There is lingerie in Victoria's Secret for bigger women. Yeah. So, but they, they had to do the whole woke thing. They had to do the whole campaign thing. So now, <laughs> this is the funny thing. The stores are brighter and it's championing more causes, highlighting women's achievements. But I guess it doesn't matter if you're a skinny model. You know, that's not achievement to, um, you know, to the woke people because these models who are skinny um, or who are normal size, they make money, you know, like Heidi Klum for years, Tyra Banks for years. They make money, you know, on modeling lingerie, on modeling, period. That's their job. That's their, you know, that's like me going into soccer and telling Megan, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. You know, you got to, you got to. You got to do it with your hands. You can't kick the ball. Uh, you can't headbutt the ball. No, you got to pick up the ball. You got to walk it into the goal and 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 um, and score that way. That's like me telling her how to do her job. You understand? Now they're telling the woke crowd is telling the people from uh, Victoria's Secret how to do their job. So um, other highlights besides Megan Rapino. Man, I'm going to get that. I know people are going to yell at me for that. Um, uh, actress Priyanka Chopra Jonas, the uh, wife of the Jonas brother, um, are representing the brand. All right. So you got those people. You got the, 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 the famous, you know, people representing the brand. People, yeah, the consumers don't care about who's representing the brand. You know, you, you got a brand. A brand is a brand for a reason. You understand? Don't try to change the brand. Now, the, uh, the chief executive, Martin Waters, said over the last year, we have progressed a thoughtful revolution of our business by redefining the, the Victoria's Secret brand and rebuilding our strategy for growth. Well, obviously, that hasn't worked. You know, that hasn't worked so far. As a matter of fact, that has worked so bad that sales dropped by 4.5% to $1.5 billion with a B in the most recent quarter. And comparable sales declined by 8% compared with uh, the same time a year ago. Remember, it's pretty much post-pandemic. You know, uh, stores are open. People are getting out. A lot more to do than before. And that makes you go, hmm. So you guys thought this was going to be a great idea. And obviously it was not. 
So just to put Victoria's Secret's stupid move into perspective and how history is repeating itself, let's look at Subway sandwiches a year ago when this all started. Some of the things which have already mentioned, I mentioned this about Megan and her knee and her anti-American stuff like that, is going to be repeated in the upcoming section. You're going to see it needs to be said, okay, so that the audience can gain clarity on the poor choices these companies are making and to show you how out of touch they are with normal everyday consumers. They don't care about the consumers. They care thinking, oh, yeah, you know, a famous soccer star who's a woman, um, you know, is going to be an attractor to the, you know, the consumer. Yet her actions are more off-putting than anything else. I'm going to go back to the title of the New York Post article on August 6, 2021, which was Subway Franchisees Are Fed Up With Megan Rapinoe's TV Ads. All right. And what does it say? It says Megan Rapinoe kicked up another round of controversy at the Tokyo Olympics. Remember that debacle? And now a group of subway franchisees, I can't get that word right, (laughs) are pressuring the fast food giant to give her the boot. The 36-year-old purple-haired soccer star who kneeled ahead of a match before leading the United States to a bronze medal this week, not the gold one that was expected, to a bronze medal, began a stint as a pitch woman for the fast food giant this spring. All right, remember, this is an August uh, 2021 article. In one spot, Rapinoe, who has been a vocal proponent of equal rights and equal pay for women, knocks a burrito out of a guy's hand by kicking a soccer ball at him. So I would take that as uh, showing, you know, I want equal right for equal pay, but I'm going to knock down the man so that I can get that equal pay. You see that? People don't think about that. I'm going to knock the burrito out of his hand. Maybe the burrito's money. All right. I'm going to take the money out of his hand. Okay. So that I can make more money. Hmm. You see the symbolism? That's the problem. A lot of people don't pay attention to symbolism in these commercials and these reports and stuff like that. So she's going to kick the burrito out of the guy's hand. All right. So she can be the, um, the, the controlling, the power, the authority. Okay. So she has to knock down a man to gain power, gain strength. And, hmm, I think I had an episode. Um, my last episode was something about that, right? Hmm. <laughs> so in Wisconsin, a store operator posted a picture of a hand scrolled note from an irate customer taped to the front of his shop. The customer wrote the following, and I quote, boycott Subway until Subway fires the anti-American uh, Megan Ranipo, Rapinoe, gosh, Lee, the creep who kneels for our beloved national anthem. Now, that's a customer sentiment. All right. The corporation doesn't think about customers. They care about the money. Now, this is going to be a funny thing for you. Subway does not own any, and I quote, does not own any of its nearly 22,000 locations. So every time you go into a Subway location, it is not owned by the company Subways. It is owned by a franchisee. All right. But it charges the franchisees 4.5% of their revenue for a national advertising fund and Subway controls how the money is spent. So even though the franchisees are paying 4.5% to Subways just to use the name brand Subway, it doesn't give them the it doesn't give the franchisees the authority to make decisions on marketing and stuff like that. But who better would know about marketing than the franchisees who deal with people every day? Okay? So now many operators are facing massive disapproval 
disapproval from customers, you know, for the parent company decision I'm making. Again, the parent company is not in touch with the franchisees. The franchisees see it, hear it every day from their customers, you know. Now, quote, I had a bunch of franchisees calling me on this today, uh, which was a lawyer representing Subway franchisees. He told the Post earlier in the week they are trying to get the ads pulled because it's affecting their business. You understand? But of course, the parent company Subway didn't respond to any inquiries by the franchisees, lawyers, or news requests for comment. What are they scared of? What are they hiding? Or are they scrambling and can't figure out what their next step is? You know, you messed up with Jared. <laughs> Everybody remembers Jared and Subway and the big uh, controversy and crime and how he's in jail right now for uh, underage touchy touchy. Now you got Megan. So for some reason, the um, the subway people, the big guys, they're not in touch with people at all. So um, they wanted, they probably wanted more splashy advertisement to go along with more splashy foods, said John Gordon of Pacific Management Consulting Group, which advises restaurants. We are so politically divided in this country and subway should have done more careful due diligence without a doubt before choosing Rapino. So... Um, again, an Arizona franchisee said spending our money to make a political statement is completely and totally out of bounds. Again, they're the franchisees are paying this money and the, the parent company, the corporate uh, subways doesn't care. Uh, another mid based, sorry, Midwest based franchisee says subways should have seen this coming before signing Rapino in July 2019. Here we go. And I spoke about this earlier. She took heat for allegedly stomping on the American flag. Weeks earlier, she created headlines when she said she, okay, because she's, you know, she's so such a big hot shot that she was not going to the White House if invited to visit by President Donald Trump. Okay, so indeed, after this week's disappointing bronze medal, Trump took a few digs at Rapinoe and he said, if our soccer team headed by a group of less leftist maniacs wasn't woke, they would have won the gold medal instead of the bronze. Trump said in the statement, the women with the purple hair or the woman with the purple hair played terribly and spends too much time thinking about radical left politics instead of doing her job. <laughs> thank you. I agree with that. I agree a hundred percent with that. Yep. Thank you. Yes, I agree. So, Rapinoe this year was inked on another endorsement. And again, like I said, this article was from August 2021. It followed the subway issue. So you had the subway first, then you had the Victoria's Secret one. Uh, Rapinoe this year was has inked another endorsement deal besides subways, including a tie-up with Victoria's Secret in June. So you see, wokeism doesn't work to the benefit of normal people. It's the few trying to change the narrative of what everyday people who worry more about going to work and paying bills should follow. Okay. So, but what the companies forget, okay, is that you, the consumer, are the ones who buy the products. You buy that Subway sandwich at lunch or at dinner. I mean, I used to buy Subway sandwiches coming back from, um, you know, coaching Little League and flag football and stuff like that because it was a quick dinner. You understand? Um, you are the consumer who buys Victoria's Secret lingerie, panties, T-shirt, shorts, socks, perfume, whatever else they offer. Okay, you the consumer. So 
the consumers are not stupid. If you treat them like they're ignorant or like they have no sense, they're going to fight back. And they may not fight back on television or with their wokeism or stuff like that, but they're going to fight back with their wallet. And your wokeism will make you brokeism. All right? So that's what I'm saying. You want to be woke, you're going to be broke. Yep. Here we go. The lies about gun-free zones. (sighs) We've said this before, and I'll say it again. It doesn't work. How it didn't stop a crazed gunman, one of his victims, or the hero that killed that gunman. The gun-free zone and three people involved in the incident had guns. Okay? The victim, the good guy, hero, and the bad guy. So, on Sunday, July 17th at the Greenwood Park Mall in Indianapolis, Indiana, a shooter that was hiding in the bathroom emerged and started shooting mall patrons. The shooter would fire around 20 or more rounds into the crowd at the food court at the mall. Okay. What he didn't expect was to be shot and killed almost instantly after he started shooting at the food court. WTHR 13 in Indianapolis, Indiana reported that within 15 seconds, one five seconds from when the shooting began, Armed bystander Elijah Dickin, 22 of Seymour, Indiana, fired on the shooter from 40 yards away, according to police. The shooter tried to retreat back into the bathroom, but he collapsed and died. The 22-year-old now being called a hero for shooting and killing the gunman who fired into the food court at the Greenwood Park Mall on Sunday was not the only civilian carrying a gun that day. Remember, I told you. That we know there were three civilians carrying a gun that day. Police say the first person killed at the Greenwood Park Mall never had a chance to engage the shooter. Authorities said the gunman waited in the bathroom closest to the mall's food court for a little over an hour before carrying out the mass shooting. Victor Gomez, 30 years old, was the first victim shot and killed as he was entering that bathroom right as the shooter was coming out. Gomez was also armed with a handgun, but he never had a chance to use his weapon, said Greenwood Police Chief Jason Eisen. Dickin, the hero shooter, was able to carry his firearm based on a new constitutional carry law that was just passed by the Indiana State Legislature and signed into law by Indiana Governor Holcomb on July 1st, 2022, 17 days before this happened. The law states that as of July 1st, 2022, The state of Indiana will no longer require a handgun permit to legally carry, conceal, or transport a handgun within the state. This law does not allow everyone to carry a handgun, as Indiana law contains certain criteria which must be met for a person to legally carry within the state. Now, for an explanation of what IC stands for, when I read it in the upcoming descriptions, the Indiana Code, or IC, is the Code of Laws for the state of Indiana. The contents are codifications of all the laws currently in effect within Indiana. Now, to qualify for constitutional carry, you must fit the following parameters. A person must not be a prohibited person as defined by Indiana Code 35-47-2-1.5. These are the rules that will disqualify you from constitutional carry. A person who has been convicted by a state or federal offense punishable by a term of one year uh, of imprisonment exceeding one year, a 
A person who has been convicted of a crime of domestic violence, domestic battery, or criminal stalking and firearms rights have not been restored. A person restrained by an order of protection, this does not include workplace violence orders, a fugitive from justice, a person under indictment, felony charges filed by a prosecutor, a person who has been adjudicated dangerous based on the Indiana Code, a person who has been adjudicated a mental defective, a person who has been committed to a mental institution, a person dishonorably discharged from the military service or the National Guard, a person who renounces the person's United States citizenship in the manner described in 8 U.S.C. 1481, a person who is less than 18 years of age unless authorized under Indiana Code 35-47-10. And I read that, and it's pretty much the underage uh, 18 one deals with children who are uh, training in firearms and stuff like that. Um, you know, Boy Scouts, things like that. So that's, you know, that's you're like, oh, how can under 18 year olds qualify? That's how they can qualify. Okay. So a person who is less than 23 years of age and has an adjudication as a delinquent child for an act described in Indiana Code 35-47-4-5, unless authorized. And then finally, an alien. The crazy thing is the anti-Second Amendment crowd sent numerous tweets out condemning the actions of the 22-year-old hero. Instead of focusing on how his actions saved lives, one of the biggest critics was Sonny from The View, who stated she was trained by the Justice Department and it's hard to stop a moving target, which is correct. But it seems in my opinion that Elijah trained and was very proficient. A video by Colin Noir on YouTube dispels all her bullish, 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 okay, all her... <laughs> and there have been numerous videos showing the success rate of the shooting from 40 yards away. It was said that he fired 10 times and hit the suspect eight times in 15 seconds. 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004, 1,005, 1,006, 1,007, 1,008, 1,009, 1,010, 1,011, 1,012, 1,013, 1,014, 1,015. That's pretty fast, Okay. Sonny also said Dickinson, Dickens sorry, was breaking the law because he had a gun permit, but wasn't supposed to have a gun in the mall. All right, let's try this again, which again is false because the constitutional carry law, as I read to you, passed in Indiana, no permit is needed. And as to breaking the law by bringing the gun to the mall, there's no law that says you can't bring a gun to the mall or any gun-free zone. That is a policy of the establishment, which is a private property. If found out, they can ask you to leave since you broke, you broken or ignored their policy on their private property. Okay. If found out, they can ask you to leave. Um, if you refuse to leave, they can call the cops and have you trespass. But based on the reports of the police and their response to the shooting at the mall, um, you would have been gone way before the first unit arrives. So, so again, in my opinion, gun-free zones in shopping or entertainment establishments are a joke because remember the mass shooter brought a gun to the gun-free zone. Okay. Not only that, the victim who was shot, the first victim, he had a gun in a gun-free zone. And if it wasn't for Elijah Dickin, many more people would have died. And he had a gun in a gun-free zone. Okay? So what do you say? That's, you know, gun-free zone don't work too well unless you follow it. Imagine Elijah would have followed the policy of 
You know, you can't come into the uh, the gun free zone with a gun. You would have been dead. A lot of more, a lot more people would have been dead. So you live by the sword, you die by the sword, and the uh, the shooter's dead. So now in sports, I'm starting to stress out. I'm starting to stress out because my New York Mets are currently in first place by half a game. 13 games, 10, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. Half a game over the Atlanta Braves with a record of 58 wins and 37 losses. And here we go with the slide. I've been watching the uh, Padres killing us lately. Uh, they're kicking up butt and it's annoying. It is really annoying. So we need to step up. I know we play the Marlins next weekend. I don't know who we play during the middle of the week, but um, we got to step it up. You know, uh, Matt Scherzer, he looked real good. So I like that. He was in, uh, you know, on point. Still lost, but he was on point. The 2022 All-Star game was won by the American League with a score of 3-2. to two, With the Yankees' Giancarlo Stanton, named as the MLB All-Star game MVP. And the hometown Tampa Bay Rays, they're hurting a little bit, but they're doing a little better. A little better. So usually, uh, a lot of times, you, you see the Rays come out of a, uh, a snap right after the All-Star break. So the uh, hometown Rays right now are in second place by 12 games behind the New York Yankees. And um, their record is currently, let's see where we at here. Their record is currently 52 wins and 42 losses. So um, we'll see what's up with that. You know, uh, the Rays could pull out some things, but I don't know. The Yankees are pretty hot lately, so we'll see what's up with that. So now in finance, gasoline prices keep going down. Wait a minute. Gas is going down. How is that? Is the war in Ukraine over? No, 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 it's not. It's still going, by the way. It's uh, intensifying by Russia. Ah, so it wasn't the war in Ukraine that caused the prices to spike in June, which means, Brandon, you're a liar. President Biden thinks the people are stupid, and it just isn't so. According to AAA, the price of fuel in Tampa is currently an average of $4.05, even though I saw it around $3.95 yesterday at a gas station near me, and it's around $4.62 in the Bronx, New York. And as we know, if you're paying... At the pump, these new prices, you're saving about $10 to $15 a week, which is about $40 to $60 a month, which is a pay raise, technically. If you sit back and look at it, it allows you to help your family more. You got $40 to $60 more on things, food, you know, diapers, you know, or to pay that uh, electric bill. Crude oil is down to $94.70 a barrel, which is down from $95.85 a barrel a week ago and looks to be Still going down on the future contracts. Bitcoin has gone up a little bit. Yes. <laughs> the price of Bitcoin is currently around $22,771. Ethereum is $1,600. And Solana is $40.96. Cardano is $0.51. Cents and Matic is $0.88. Cents. Remember last episode, I, I was wondering why Matic shot up so hard, so high, so fast. I found out it was Disney. Go figure, Disney. Disney was the reason it was pumping. Uh, Coinbase reported Polygon, also known as Matic, is one of the six companies selected to participate in Disney's 2022 Accelerator Program, a business and development program designed to spur the growth of innovative companies around the world. According to a statement made by Disney on Wednesday, 
Polygon was the only blockchain native platform chosen. So that's huge. And this accelerated program, which begins this week, is looking to develop new technologies within the augmented reality. You know, those eyeglasses that you, you do, that's vir- virtual, rea- visual, vir- virtual reality, augmented reality, um, non-fungible tokens, also known as NFTs, and artificial intelligence, also known as AI. Uh, looks like Disney's really getting active in the metaverse, and seeing it will be a uh, very interesting thing, how they're trying to pump up into the future, so... Tesla is up after its earning report, selling at $815. Let's go, Tesla. Twitter's up to about $39.81. And as we know, Twitter sues Elon Musk to force him to complete the acquisition of Twitter. So that's going to be a good, uh, good battle in court. Um, I, I would liken the uh, Elon Musk Twitter battle to pretty much uh, like Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. <laughs> so that should be interesting. Um, Starbucks is at $83.59, and finally, J.P. Morgan is at $114.59. Gold, for Eddie, it's at $1,707, which is down $21 from last episode of uh, $1,728. Sorry, Eddie. Sorry, Tigre de Tampa. My stocks in crypto have gone up more than your gold. So, But like I said, don't forget to sign up with my Robinhood link in the description to start your account. We both get stock, and it helps us. Build that wealth. But remember my legal description. For those of you, if you don't don't know it by heart, you definitely, definitely, definitely got to learn it. Yes. Always remember my legal warning. And notice, I'm not a financial advisor. Only spend the money you feel comfortable to lose. And my comments on crypto is for entertainment purposes. Only. <laughs> so, like I said, you know, don't spend all your money. Don't say that, you know, Jack from Geo's Passion told you to spend all your money because it's not me. It's not me at all. So, but now going into the housing market, um, feeling a little better. My townhouse reinspection is this week. I had plumbers, I had HV guys fixing stuff. So, we're good to go. I'm hoping to close by the end of the first week of August. Wish me luck. Um, you know, so things are good. Uh, mortgage rates, they're up to 5.54%, which one year ago, the average was 2.78%. The average rate on a 15-year fixed rate mortgage has gone up to 4.75%. And a year ago, the rate was 2.12%. Wow, that's low. The uh, Florida Realtors Association reports, most economists expect the Federal Reserve to jack up its borrowing rate another half to three quarters of a point when it meets this week. So the Fed's going to meet. Um, policymakers have signaled still the interest rate is high and uh, may need to rein in some of that stubborn uh, four-decade high four decade high inflation and bring it down. So they might have to um, put rates up there. I don't think it's going to be a whole percent. It might be half to three quarters because with fuel coming down, you know, oil coming down, some of the other costs are coming down. Housing starting to come down. So we'll see. Um, though you know, things have started to, co- uh, to to stabilize, you know, there, there's a lot more that the Fed needs to do. Um, there's a lot more change in, in, in borrowing and, and uh, consumer uh, confidence that needs to take place. So um, I will tell you how higher borrowing rates have sidelined many house hunters and cooled the red hot housing market. Within a couple of months, two months, three months, we're in July, April, May, June, July. In about two to three months, the the market has cooled immensely. 
Um, you know, and, and it's crazy. So the National Association of Realtors said Wednesday that sales of previously occupied U.S. homes slowed for the fifth, fifth consecutive month in June. And remember, we're, uh, we're laggard. Um, you know, these reports are come out in July for uh, what's June and stuff like that. So um, mortgage applications have decreased 6.3% from a week earlier. And the refinance, indec- uh, refinance index decreased 4% from the previous week and was an 80% lower than the same week a year ago reported by the Mortgage Bankers Association. So the average contract interest rate for 30-year fixed mortgage backed by FHA increased to 5.5% from 5.9% with points decreasing from 1.02 to 1.08, including the origination fee for an 80% loan to value. So yeah, so even with the FHA loan, you're paying, you know, you're up there at 5.5%. Um, the average contract interest rate for a 30-year fixed mortgage with conforming loan balances, which is uh, anywhere from 647200 or less, increased to 5.82% from 5.74%, with points increasing from um, 0.59 to 0.65, including the origination fees for 80% loan-to-value ratio. So again, you're paying more for a mortgage than a couple of months ago. The good news is if you can wait a bit, I am seeing a major decrease in new home prices causing a sale. All right. Those who can qualify for a mortgage and may have non-discretionary funds available to put in a few extra dollars, you're going to be good. Um, if you're renting and you have cash on the side, you're going to be good. Uh, I have heard, and this is, this was, this kind of threw me off a bit because I didn't think it was going to take place so early. But um, I have heard that foreclosures are currently rising and we'll bring more information to you in the upcoming episodes as I do more research. Because, you know, um, I bring you these episodes, but I do my research. You know, I do a lot of research. And uh, to, to hear the fact that foreclosures have gone up, that, that threw me for a loop. So um, the sales are coming. If you have cash on hand, the sales are coming. Um, and then, like I said, be patient. Stay tuned to my podcast. You know, I give you that information. I give you the information the regular news agencies won't report. All right. So stay tuned to my podcast. Um, and little by little, you know, you'll, you'll start seeing some changes. And once you qualify for that change or once you have the money aside or, or, or things better for you, you know, you might be able to purchase that, that, uh, that new home. The, uh, the resales, uh, with the prices going down, there's less homes listed. So, you know, you, you, you might get a better chance on buying a new home for the same price you would have bought a resale, even though, like I said last episode, the, um, the cost of the house is going to go down, the interest rate will go up. But depending on, you know, now there's a lot of incentives, uh, a lot of incentives, ten to $20,000. Some of these builders are giving incentives like if it was, uh, you know, uh, Cookies in the uh, in, in Christmas tree cookie factory thing, you know. So it's crazy. It is crazy, but yeah. So hang in there, and I will definitely keep you abreast of what's going on. So um, again, I thank everybody for being out here, uh, doing what they do, following me, um, the subscribers, those who uh, went to my webpage and signed up to uh, to get notified by Geo's Passion Posse GPP and the place to be. I appreciate you. Um, those listening in, man, it's, uh, it's gone up immensely. 
um, and, and, and I'm really proud. I'm really pumped. Um, I'm, I'm motivated and uh, to continue doing what I do. So again, leave me a comment. Leave me a message. Let me know what's up. Let me know. I'm working on a couple of things here in the background. and I'm always working on a couple of things in the background. So um, so we'll see what's up. But uh, again, um, you guys are the best. You gals are the best. Enjoy the ride. And remember, you know, if it wasn't for you, there would be no Geo's Passion and no Geo's Passion Posse. So I love you all. Thank you very much. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode of Geo's Passion and the Geo's Passion Posse. Shout out to you guys and gals. Uh, don't forget to follow, subscribe to the podcast, no matter what listening platform you're on. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and many more. Don't forget to follow Geo's Passion on the social media scene with Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and my YouTube videos. I'm working on getting 2,000 subscribers and followers. I am almost there. So hook a brother up, all right? Let's build Geo's Passion and the Geo's Passion Posse together. I thank you all, and remember, like I always say, some names have been changed to protect the innocent and not so innocent. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> I'm Jack. I'm your host, and I'm out. Peace. Woo! Let's go. Let's go.